Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to The Trader, a Traitor's Podcast, a Spotify Top 10 Podcast. I will keep saying that until the excitement has worn off. My name's Matthew, I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am 100% faithful fan of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors. This podcast features deep dives into every episode of the show, as well as interviews with contestants. And this is season seven of the podcast, dedicated to Series 2 of The Traitors UK. Episode 11, the penultimate episode to be specific. On every edition of The Trader, I'll be joined by a special co-host who'll help me break down an episode of the TV programme, hopefully have some laughs, and maybe even betray me. Before we meet that guest today, it's time for some updates from the world of The Traitors in TT News. First up, it's great news for UK-based Traitors fans, or fans elsewhere with a VPN, I guess. No doubt due to the outstanding rating success and social media buzz around the current series of The Traitors UK, the BBC will be broadcasting the second season of The Traitors Australia from Friday, January 26th on BBC3. And that's the same day as the UK final, with the whole season available on iPlayer from 6am the same day. So you could binge it all if you really want to. On top of that, the BBC will also be releasing The Traitors US Season 2 and Traitors New Zealand on iPlayer later this year as well iPlayer and Channels director Dan McGolpin says, The Traitors is one of the most thrilling shows around and the BBC will be following up on the latest UK series with more from Australia, New Zealand and the US, with all of this treachery to be available across 2024 on BBC iPlayer. 
just as well I have covered the entire Australia Season 2 on the Tradar already, along with some contestant interviews. And of course, we're currently covering the Traitors US Season 2 right now, as it broadcasts in the States. So good news for UK fans, and good news for the Tradar, I guess. Next, I made a slight joking reference to this on a previous episode, but after a prompt from a listener who sent me a message on Instagram, I thought I'd just do a roundup of some various Season 1 contestants from the UK Traitors and what they're up to now. So Maddie Smedley, Maddie Marple, has a small part on the second series of the excellent Channel 4 comedy series Big Boys, and Maddie explains the great story behind how this came about on her social media. Maddie's also had a small part in Channel 4 Soap Hollyoaks. And again, I mentioned this before, but Aaron Evans from Series 1 has recently appeared on another Channel 4 series, the reality dating show First Dates, and has also appeared on an episode of Celebrity Mastermind. Amanda Lovett has recently popped up on a celebrity version of BBC daytime show Homes Under the Hammer, which makes sense considering that she is an estate agent. And she seems to have carved a camp niche appearing at various pride festivals and LGBTQ clubs up and down the UK. Hannah Bichkovsky was a celebrity contestant on the most recent series of The Weakest Link on the BBC, as was Scottish contestant Meryl Williams, who took part in a Christmas special. Hannah's also doing really well with her podcast, Ghost Huns, and is doing live recordings around the country. One day, maybe the Tradar Live will happen. Let's manifest together. Lots of the other contestants are doing various exciting things and travelling around the world by the looks of their Instagrams too. At the other end of the spectrum, Series 1 contestant John has been making headlines for all the wrong reasons after a violent altercation in Edinburgh. You can look this up online, it's all a bit unpleasant, so I won't really talk about it much more. All in all, it feels like a rare return to a time in UK reality TV when these kinds of shows genuinely help launch contestants into the celebrity sphere. At some point, this will inevitably end, I'm sure, but for now, I can certainly imagine some of Series 2's contestants going on to become pretty successful social media and TV stars. Diane, I'm looking at you. My co-host tonight is a returning guest, and I'm very excited he's back with us, so let's go ahead and meet him. Andy Rutherford works in insurance and is simultaneously studying for a degree in creative writing and design. He's a huge Formula One and Middlesbrough fan, and really enjoys playing board games and video games with his wife and daughter. He also loves rock and metal music and goes to as many gigs as he can. And as well as the traitors, obviously. Andy is a fanatic of the Great British Bake Off, as am I. Andy, it's been a while. How you doing? Hi, Matthew. I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? Uh, all the better for speaking to you. Uh, I, thank you. <laughs> I have to ask since we last spoke on the trader. So remind me, how many versions of the traitors have you seen from around the world oh gosh um i'll be honest with you despite being a massive trade traitors fan uh i was gonna say tradar then but that, that is also <laughs> correct um i have only watched series one of uh uk us and australia um 
pure and simple reason is because I watch a lot of these programs with my wife and daughter because we have very similar tastes. And if I was to watch anything without them uh, via a VPN, I'd have to sit on my computer and I'd be in a lot of trouble with them for watching <laughs> it without them. So it's just easier just to hopefully wait for them to come on to UK uh, services, which they are now, which is brilliant. Yes. Yes, good news for you. And the thing is, you say you've only watched these three versions. Some people are, are huge fans of the show, and then when I ask them, oh, have you watched Australia on BBC? They're, they're like, no, I didn't know that was there. So still, <laughs> some people have, have watched the first series and love it and are watching the new one and, and did, haven't even realised that they can access other ones on the BBC. So you're, yeah. I think you're doing not too bad. Yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, Australia and US have both watched it in a day uh, when they came out last year. So, <laughs> yep. it's, uh, but yeah, no, um, no, super excited to be back on. I will just, uh, for, I did say I'm okay. We'll just quickly apologise to your listeners for any uh, heavy breathing or anything. I'm not very well at the moment, but as I said to you, I wouldn't miss this uh, for the world. And um, I also just want to say a big congratulations. Like, it's been a year pretty much to the day when I appeared on my first episode. Yeah. And um, I think I was like on episode three of of your first series. Uh, as your second guest, because I just checked, <laughs> and um, oh man, you, I mean, you, you know, I've been messaging you this like last couple of uh, weeks because so, because I have missed so many of the different versions of trade traders. I've, I've purposely not listened to the podcast, unfortunately, because mm. I don't want to ruin it for myself. <laughs> uh, so I will be going back to listen, but I mean, coming back and listening to like the 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 amazing step up you've made is insane and genuinely i'm like so happy to be a part of it and uh yeah it's uh, i've been messaging you the whole time saying how excited i am to come back yeah. on so even though i'm ill i'm gonna push on because i wouldn't i wouldn't dare miss this uh, <laughs> especially for today's episode for somebody who likes games yeah and stuff. it was uh it was a really good one so yeah really happy <laughs> yeah oh thank you so much i really appreciate it and uh thanks thanks for your congratulations it's been a uh this crazy year of changes and the podcast is doing well and approaching but i i've not said this till now the the next episode of the podcast for for the finale will by total sort of coincidence and magic will be the 100th episode <laughs> so it's just all worked out perfectly so it's uh it's pretty wild uh, I have to go back a little bit. You, you, you like Bake Off and I like Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm seeing like a crossover. I, I they did a, they, you know, they do celebrity versions of Bake Off and they did a Derry Girls one where it was just all cast members from yes. Derry Girls. Yeah, yeah. I can totally see a, a traitor's cast member version of Bake Off. They could like sabotage each other's cakes left, right, and center. I I think this should happen. Um, they usually have four on there, don't they? So what four would you have over the oh. just UK contestants over the last two series? Okay, right. Obviously Diane, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's got. She must be a, a good uh, a good cook, a baker. I should say, not cook. Uh, Diane, we. I, I like a Kieran maybe from oh I can't I don't want to spoil anything so I can't say whether people are faithful <laughs> or traitors. Uh Kieran from season one. Um oh Amanda from, from series one. I'm j i am feel like I'm just talking about series one here because I'm also gonna say Maddie. I love Maddie, she really makes me laugh. I think Maddie'd be brilliant. I think Maddie, <laughs> I think I agree with Diane. Um I think I don't know if that's a Wilf in there. Yeah, yeah. I was one more from this series. I'm gonna say 
We'll bring Aubrey back in. He's not because he, he left oh. too early, and so let's get Aubrey back in because he was. I reckon he makes some because because of his eccentric style. Yeah. I think he'd have a he'd, he'd make some really interesting bakes. Let's get him in. <laughs> <laughs> and it, he even got a shout out on tonight's episode. So mm, that, that yeah, made me I know. Yeah. So it is time for us to set up our own game of betrayal and deception. This is the Trader Traitor. Our not-so-secret mission from here on in is to tell a lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact, big or small, about the traitors, about ourselves, or anything else. For example, I could lie and tell Andy that there is another secret family relationship in the castle, and that is Jasmine and Claudia. They are actually niece and aunt, and that is why Jasmine called her Auntie Claude last week. However, I couldn't lie and say, I think Molly and Andrew look like each other and I believe their father and daughter, which lots of people online have been saying, when in truth, I really don't believe this at all. So that would be a fake opinion. We're looking for fake facts, not fake thoughts and feelings. At the end of the episode, we each have to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Andy, I don't mean to brag, but... I'm kind of on a roll. So <laughs> last two episodes, I have detected my co-hosts lie and I have filled them with my own. Are you suitably intimidated? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been, I'll be honest, I've been playing along as I've been listening through the series. I got the biscuit one from yesterday because I picked up on the biscuit as well. There's a couple of them that I think over the, over the, I've got um, David's too good. Like he's, he's, uh, yeah. It's it's just pointless. Like, um, <laughs> but no, I'm... I don't know. It's, it's it's difficult, but we'll we'll see. I will say, like, just uh, on the on the thing of betrayal, our game hasn't started yet. I know this. Um, so this isn't a lie. <laughs> you, you were saying about Ed Gamble stealing your uh, your Oof. yeah uh, your finals. Um, now, apparently, this is apparently. My wife was telling me yesterday that Brian from this series was on Radio One yesterday or something. He was on Radio One and he did an interview and he said at the end of it, right, this whole interview. I've actually told you a lie and you have to guess which one it is. So, okay, not only are my closing phrases being stolen, now my game has been <laughs> stolen by a contestant. I, do you know what? I, I was like, sooner or later, this is going to happen. I'm going to watch Uncloaked or I'm going to listen to another Traitors podcast and they're going to be like, oh, we're going to tell a lie and we're not going to say what it is. So... It's, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Like, like, yeah, that's um, yeah. I was like when my wife was because she said to me, she goes, uh, "Has Matthew had anyone listen to um, any of the new people listen to the podcast?" I was, like, I don't know why, and she was like, "Oh, because Brian." And I think it was Brian. She said, um, uh, "Has actually like you know he said it. He said he's he's lied throughout the throughout the interview. And they had to guess which one it was." I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I'm being thieved um, from all over the place, and by a fellow Scot, Brian, <laughs> uh, we're going to have to have words about this. Unless uh, he wants to come on the podcast, then I might forget. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so our game of lying, Andy, begins now, and we are ready to go ahead and talk about episode 11 of the Traitors UK series 2. <laughs> Starting with a recap of the previous episodes, we are reminded that uh, Zach immediately caught on to Ross at breakfast yesterday, for all the wrong reasons, by the way, and continued his war with Jasmine. 
I want to just actually, uh, well, no, I'm going to add in a little sort of side note. I'll do it in a minute. Uh, what else happened in the recap? Andrew accused Ross of uh, lying about him before he was banished. So Ross had, and, and Ross wasn't lying. Andrew said to Ross, I think Harry's been quite elusive. Ross told that to Harry, brings it up at the table, and Andrew goes, I never said that. I don't even know the word elusive. Ross ends up banished. He reveals that Diane was his secret mother. And we ended the episode with the murder choices seeming to be either Zach or Molly or Jazz. So this this extra thing I wanted to say was, I think viewers, if you want to be very canny, always pay attention to the recaps. Now, I famously don't watch, you know, at the end of the episodes, they show like coming up on the next episode. I, I don't watch those. I don't want to know what's going to happen next. I I don't need an incentive to keep watching, so I like I to... I skip those as well, yeah. I always skip them. I'm like, turn it over! Yeah. I don't want to see... I know they don't spoil anything deliberately, but I don't want to see, like, who's who's still there, who's who's hit the back of someone's head. I can see, oh, no, they've not been murdered. But the recap sections at the start, I love a recap. I, I always need a recap. And I think paying attention to the recaps is actually very important because it indicates sometimes where things are going in an episode already. So I think pay attention to what little clips are they choosing to show us and why are they reminding us of that? So I, I reckon the fact that they were showing us that Zach had still been arguing with Jasmine and the, the lie thing between Andrew and Ross, I just knew, okay, these are still going to come up in this episode because the editors wanted me to remember that. So just just an observation I'm throwing out there. We start off the episode properly then. Uh, we're still in Traitor's Tower. They are, we, ju- we always get this, like them just kind of finishing off their talk about murder. So Harry says, if we murder anyone else, it'll make no sense. We can't, and he says something about, not we don't want this person in the final. We can't have them. So first of all, I thought, okay, clearly it's not Molly. I just don't think they're going to murder Molly. And I was even more upset and convinced that jazz was going who what what and you could lie of course andy what was your prediction about who they would murder i have written down just for as i thought i had a finger asked this i thought zach was going um yeah um it seemed to me to be the most it was either him or jazz yeah, yeah. i was just sort of thinking like i don't think jazz has shown enough of his cards yet uh which i'll get to at the end of the uh of the podcast um i do think he's shown enough of his cards for them to think he's a threat yeah um yeah so that's why i thought jazz because jazz is so outspoken i just think he is very much like let's see he will just throw enough shit at the wall to see what sticks sort of guy <laughs> and i think that's actually got them worried because at the end of the day he could say the right thing to the right person or the wrong person however whatever side you're on and they go yes that actually makes sense um so he's not as clever about his as Jazz has been, or Jazz with her Christie, which honestly is one of the <laughs> best things I've heard. It's an excellent name for him. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was Jack, Zach was going. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that's who I thought. Yeah. I, at the end of the last episode, officially predicted I thought Zach was going, but was had the fear that it was Jazz and that I was just fooling myself. However, of course, you know, we'll see what happens. At breakfast then, Evie and Jasmine are the first two to arrive. They're still really shocked about the Diane and Ross revelation. And every time I say Diane and Ross, I know it sounds like Diana Ross. They haven't figured out, though, that Ross was a recruit because they they talk about 
how they can't believe he murdered off his own mum and they were saying, oh, remember he put the rose in her coffin? How did he do that? So they are none the wiser about the fact that he was he was a recruit for a day or so and that was it. Now Jasmine doesn't think Zach is a traitor. What, and obviously she doesn't know what's about to happen, but uh, I thought that was quite interesting. Mm. Mo- Molly arrives next and she there's a clip of her in her interview saying, I literally have no idea how I got here. And I just sort of want to scream at the screen and say, open your eyes. Yes. Isn't it strange, Molly, that you're still here? Have a think about why that might be. Think she's about so infuriating. I love her to pieces. I think she's like so lovely. But you do want to scream. It's like it's, she says so many obvious things. She's yeah. like, you know, she, she'll say, like she said to Harry a few episodes ago, she was like, oh, I wonder why you weren't... Uh, um, murdered. Um, anyway, and then moved on. It's like you, <laughs> you're so close to like saying it. That why? Yeah. And she's she's there. She's always. And I think is she going to? No, she just doesn't. And it's like it's so annoying that she's always so close. And they did it a lot throughout this episode of a lot of her uh, confessionals where she was like, "Oh, I really trust Harry. I hundred percent trust. I'd love to have Harry next to me." And I'm like, oh. it's like yeah. she's gonna if if the faithfuls lose it'll be due to her i think but you never know but obviously i said we'll get to that at the end of the podcast about what i think about that but yeah i love her i think she's great um but oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> it's just you just do want to like yeah but i'm sure she's doing the same thing now when she watches this back and goes what was i thinking um, yeah uh, that's, the, that's the thing yeah mm. i bet i bet she is and she there are other there are other things in this episode even that she I think she is actually very clever. Sometimes she picks up on things that no one else does. She just has this total blind spot where Harry's concerned. So who knows? She's got one episode left to figure it out. We'll see. <laughs> and of course, when Molly walked in, that made me realise, oh, okay, so she's not murdered. Therefore, it's, it's Zach or Jazz. So I was getting very worried here because I have very strong feelings about Jazz and my love for him. <laughs> the the three women who are there then, they talk about Andrew and Ross's beef last night, this sort of lie accusation at the table. Harry appears next. And, he, and again, Molly goes, hey, we were just saying you might be in trouble. And then doesn't say anything else about it. Like She's like, oh, we thought maybe you were going to get murdered. But hey, you're here. Let's move on. <laughs> She also tells him that she's suspicious of Andrew. She's sort of looking that way. Evie thinks it's between Jasmine or Andrew as well and and says this directly to Jasmine, as does Harry. And then the door knocks. It opens. Jazz is here. I I paused. (laughs) I clapped. I was so happy. I couldn't believe it. And Andrew's here, by the way. But uh, we we knew he was coming back. It's not a surprise. So... Jazz is, is is here and Zach is gone. I, I, even though I said that was my prediction, I really wasn't starting to believe it at all. And we have a flashback to Traitor's Tower. Basically, the traitor said they were worried that Zach would figure them out and they want to use his murder to frame Jasmine and make it look like she mm. would have done it because they really don't get on that well. We also see a little flashback of Zach receiving his letter and I don't know if you noticed this, Andy, he said something that really made me go, huh? Is when, you know, he reads his letter, you've been, but you've been murdered by the traitors. And he's thinking about why this is, and he goes, I think I put a target on my back by single-handedly finding a traitor. I know. <laughs> I was like, um, when? When was that? 
<laughs> well, you wasn't all over you... Harry a few episodes ago when he said, oh, you're the one that found him. <laughs> so taking all that credit. I don't know which traitor he thinks he's uh, talking about there. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, which one is he referring to? Um, I, I think... I think he means Ross. I think he means like last day, but then yeah, that it was he was actually like five. I think of Ross them voted for Ross or something. Ross so. got himself out single handedly, to be honest. So <laughs> Ross, that was all Ross's own doing. I don't think it's anything to do with that, to be fair. But um, yeah, I don't. That was weird. I thought. <laughs> yeah. So goodbye, Zach. Off he goes. <laughs> Jasmine back at breakfast realizes that basically she is the target now. Andrew keeps banging on about how he'd never use the word elusive. (laughs) Andrew, drop it. And Molly focuses on how Ross turned on Andrew so passionately last night at the round table. She feels like it was different to just someone defending themselves, and she thinks it was different to the way he was with Zach. There was just something more angry and annoyed about it, so that makes her think Andrew and Ross were both traitors. And she's right. Like this is one of the things you're like, yeah, Molly, you're yeah. <laughs> you're really observational in this case. You're right. She's like the opposite of Maddie. I know Maddie got a couple right, but she's getting like she's like Maddie got all the right people, but for the wrong reasons. And Molly's getting all the wrong right people, but for the wrong reason. I know the other way around. She's getting all the right reasons, <laughs> but the wrong people. And it's like, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. At this moment, also made me think of something else that, although the. We always talk about how the game is very heavily weighted in favour of the traitors. Like, it's so much easier to win this game as a traitor, I think. But maybe one thing going against the traitors is this thing that Molly's talking about. The reaction of traitors to one another after banishment. Like, there's always this threat that traitors will kind of accidentally or deliberately reveal themselves and one another because of the way they get angry at each other like like Ross last night the way that he was so mad at Andrew kind of indicated that mm. there was something going on there and it was the same with Paul and Miles banish one after the other that maybe the way Paul behaved made people go that's you two are really coming at each other in a very suspicious way so maybe that's something that tracers do have going against them that their own bit their own they can't sort of their own behaviors betray them sometimes no pun intended mm. um i think that's where harry's been quite lucky that i'm mean, not lucky to so say he's not been lucky at all that's why he's been so fantastic is that mm-hmm. he hasn't gone into even if someone points a finger at him he's very he's so good at being under pressure um like he, he's he's yeah he's able to just easily talk his way out of it without sounding like he's but not that his name's ever really come up to be fair yeah which is like another thing but like even when it has sort of popped up he's never really he's always dealt with it in in a way a faithful would um which is like crazy really but um but yeah no i agree it's uh they, they do like, i know exactly what molly's on about he she, he did react quite differently because it got quite heated I, I noticed when i messaged you last night i was like i said this is great tv but only because i'm conscious as i know you pause it quite a lot to obviously make notes and things i didn't <laughs> know how far behind so i didn't want to like go into too much sort of detail um as to what it was but i was just like it was just because they like, claudia said didn't she there was one i think you might have mentioned it um well there was an episode of the traitors after the round table she came out quite sort of shocked so i'm thinking like you mentioned it might have been one a few episodes ago and i think well maybe it might have been that one because that one must have got quite heated because they almost were like you know like sort of to know but i know it was um yeah it did get quite heated excellent viewing though i yeah. like more of that please so. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely 
Speaking of Claudia, then, she arrives at this point and has a little chat, as she does, and gives them a clue about the mission, uh, something revolving around the word history. We see some discussions around the house then after breakfast. In the kitchen, Harry and Andrew are talking. Harry implies that he is going for Jasmine tonight. Although I, I did question at this point, is he really going for Jasmine or is he just telling Andrew that? And of course, I mean, in the end, he does go for Jasmine, but I wouldn't be surprised if Harry was is just always hedging his bets and is always at any moment willing to turn on a traitor if he, if need be. So... Mm. He goes to the flow quite quite well. I found like he, you know, so he's not always. I don't think he's always planning on going for a traitor. I know they're always there in the back of his mind, but I think a lot of the time he's sort of like, well, they're there, and if it needs to, I think he always is like he'll have a game plan, and then he'll like if if everyone seems to go, he's very clever at like making sure because sometimes traitors they tend to vote very strangely, and it's like, why have you voted for that person? I can't remember who it was voted for someone completely random before. And it's like, why have you voted for him for? That's like literally the wrong way to go. Yeah. Um, and I think Harry's really good at like, at that. One thing I will notice with this though, um, is this series, they seem to do a lot, the traitors do a lot more talking in the open and it puts me on edge. They're always in the hallway talking. They're always in it. They seem to be, I know obviously Ross yesterday, wouldn't um, stop talking and how <laughs> they, they listen through the doors now. Yeah, but they just seem to do it and it makes me so nervous, like talking in the hallway and in the in the kitchen area. And I'm like, please stop it. <laughs> I'm just so worried that the whole game's just going to be ruined and then there's no more traitors for us to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've noticed this too. And all I can wonder is maybe in that house, because there's so, there's so few of them now, that maybe it is totally obvious when someone is walking to you know maybe they've mm. there's creaky floorboards and it's echoey because it's a big old castle so maybe it's very obvious when someone is approaching but like you say some someone could sneak up and hide outside the door so i i, I would be paranoid to speak mm. at all if i was a traitor uh andrew uh and his there's a little clip of him speaking in his interview at this point and it's funny at this point I can't quite suss Andrew out. At this point in the episode, he seems to completely trust Harry. He's talking about how great Harry is. Um, he He's with him to the end. Yet later on, and we'll come to it, that seems to change, and I was quite surprised. Outside the house, Jazz is talking about how he suspects Jasmine. And again, like Harry... I also thought I just wrote in brackets. Does he though? So I also I think that's what makes for me Jazz and Harry are actually so similar in terms of their gameplay. They both know when not to speak out and single someone out when no one else is going to do it. And I think they're both good at like pretending they think someone's a traitor when they don't really. So I, I wondered if Jazz was doing that here with Jasmine. Evie also thinks that Ross and Jasmine were trying to protect each other last night, and that's why they teamed up against Zack, therefore making Jasmine a traitor. Obviously, they they they're, they keep in this little clip kind of for for kind of comedic effect, I suppose. They're playing a game. I don't know what they're playing. Something with I don't know some sport. I don't understand. And they, I actually and I, googled it. It's, it was bowl, bowls. It's like a form of bowls. Um, <laughs> because I'll be honest with you, I was thinking about using that for my lie, and I thought, oh, what if I could pretend to make that like a different thing? And I was going to do this whole thing, and I thought, oh, do you know what? It's moving along too quickly, so I'm not going to bother. <laughs> like that's why my mind was ticking along on this. Episode. I was like, oh, maybe I could. Yeah, it looked like a form of bowls. Apparently, yeah, um, it looks weird like how they kept that in, and it just 
yeah, it was strange. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess they keep it in just for the irony or the appropriateness of Harry winning. And he says something like, I win, I'm the winner. And Evie goes, yeah, you're just good at everything. And of Wonder course, Boy. for us as the audience, we're like, yes, Evie. Well, she yes, called him later on Wonder Boy or something, didn't she? Yeah, she calls him Wonder Boy. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, a little bit later, Jasmine and Evie are in the kitchen. And they talk about something that becomes really crucial throughout the episode now is Zach's theory. They say Zach's theory has legs, meaning a traitor must be, or so they think, a traitor must be someone who didn't know Harry had a shield two nights ago and therefore tried to murder him and it was unsuccessful. And therefore Jasmine says that she has to suspect Evie. She's like, well, I'm not a traitor, so you're the only other person that didn't know Harry had a shield. I think it must be you. And Evie says the same in return. She's like, well, I'm not a traitor, so I think it must be you. Molly and Harry are talking, like you said before, Andy, basically more footage of Molly just utterly believing everything Harry says. She, again, she's thinking of uh, going for Andrew tonight. And Harry seems to be kind of maybe going along with that, but not committing to it because, again, he's clever. He knows just maybe just wait to round table and see what the vibe is. It's time for the mission then. And again, Claudia mentioned something about history at breakfast. So they're theorizing about that. You know, in retrospect, what did that task have to do with history? <laughs> I, well, I mean, as you said it now, I was thinking the exact same thing. I have no idea. I, I mean, I guess it's like the history of who left the game in what order, because they had to know, remember. So it's like mm. the history of the contestants this series. That I, I think that's the tenuous link. And I guess they were. It was supposed to look like some sort of ancient, medieval, ancient witchy ceremony or something. So it yeah. felt like they had been transported back in time, something Did like you- that. I, did, I, I, I thought this, but I said I around to my wife and my daughter, and I was like, I bet there's some like previous contestants in the in the mask and stuff. I think like series one ruined that for me, but I genuinely thought like they they'd remove their things and it'd be like right, stand next to the person you think is this this and this. And I was like, I thought that was bit where it was going to go. I thought that for a moment as well because during the mission when there's there's saying names of people, um, and the uh, yeah for a moment I thought they had. It was people from this series who'd been eliminated and they had to sort of mm. go up and pull off their mask and, like, Paul would be standing there or something. But, no. Uh, so, I mean, I guess they, they do, they're not really going to do that in case, just in case Paul's like, by the way, Harry's the traitor. So, yeah. <laughs> well, so they're not going to risk it. They do hang around a bit afterwards, don't they? Um, like, a few days after to do promo things, I think, and, like, and stuff. But I don't know, like, the full on how long they stay there for and, and everything, yeah. I don't know. I think they're probably only there for another 24 hours to mm. do their uh, their final yeah interview clips and things like that. And they're, they, it seems like they do their reveal for the Uncloaked show in the castle as well, like a day later. So I think mm. they stick around to film the reveal where they find out who the traitors really are. Do you know, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> like, well... I... <laughs> I used to like it. Like when it, when it, for the first time, I thought after I thought, oh, do you know, I like the mystery, personally, of like of them not, of them like of us not knowing them finding out. I like the sort of that idea that you know they didn't. I don't know. It's interesting. It's like you said, it's the only good part of Uncloaked. I do agree yeah. with that. Like, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah. When you said I don't like that, I thought you just meant all of Uncloaked, and that's why I was like, ah, oh, yeah. But no, you mean you mean the, the, seeing them find out the truth. Yeah, I don't know why. I just it just sort of takes a bit of the um, 
the fun away from the, them being yeah. murdered and banished. I like the idea of like them going away, and I know they obviously follow them all on Instagram. To be fair, so I know they I know they aren't actually murdered, <laughs> but in, in the context of the program, I do like them sort of being just like then. And once they're out of the yeah. program, they're gone. Then, um, yeah. yeah. Now, uncloaked is very. It's just by the numbers, isn't it? But we'll, uh, you said, the less uh, <laughs> talk about this wonderful podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, j- there's something else that Harry says when they're going into the mission and they're all trying to guess what it is. He's talking about how he's like, I think he's saying he's at, he's like a re- he's quite smart. He's like, hey, I actually know quite a lot of facts and stuff. And he says something about if you stretch out a human's DNA, that it would like reach the sun and back. <laughs> And I don't know if that's true, but I qu- I questioned it. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, that's not my lie. I'm like just saying I have no idea if that's true or not. But it did make me go, is that true? Is it, is it, yeah. What? What does that mean? Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I um I don't know. Yeah. It's uh I I this is actually what I said at the start about about being um so happy to be this this be the episode I'm doing for like somebody who loves games and stuff because I, yeah. I thought the game itself like was. Like, the game itself was a bit, but the theme of it was reminding me of uh, the game Skyrim, um, oh, yeah. which like yeah, it just it was all the um, all the symbols and like the masked figures and the cloaks and stuff. And I was like, oh, it looks, it's like I'm watching like a live action version of uh, of Skyrim, which I thought was cool. And it's like the um, so you had to decipher all the symbols and everything first of all, which I thought was really cool. Which um, so I've actually got like a Skyrim tattoo, obviously audio podcast, so you can't see hey. the Skyrim tattoo with my. Uh, um, my dog's name on there. It was uh, named after one of the characters, Hodor from Game of Thrones, which is all about yeah, dragons yeah, and everything. Yeah. And it all fits in with the theme. I was like, oh, this is this is perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was really cool. But no, I love the Seven Nation Army uh, music in there as well. I thought that was really cool. White Stripes. Yeah. White Stripes. Yeah. 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 Really cool. Music in this series has been fantastic. Uh, I've, I've loved a lot of it. It's been really good. Yeah. It was very video game like and also like lots of the series very cinematic because I, when we arrive at the mission I thought oh we're at the horror film Midsummer like I thought we were at oh, some yeah, kind of yeah. cult and Claudia looks like a cult leader she she's wearing just I just I can't even express how much I love this <laughs> she she sort of teased this look on Instagram today she posted a picture of her wearing it so I knew that this outfit made of her own fringe was on the way tonight so uh, yes, it's a it's a traitor's monument. Apparently, there. I want to say something about the prize money here. There's seven thousand pounds available, and I thought I thought that's a bit pathetic at this point, is it not? Mm. I, I figured like we're near. It's the second last episode, second last mission. Can't can't they up the prize a bit? Like, Even Harry went. Pounds. Harry went seven grand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but like you said, it's a code-cracking game. There's no shield available. And we find out that there will be no murder after this. Uh, I, I wonder, I mean, maybe this was very obvious, and I should know this, <laughs> being like a supposed expert on the tracers. That actually hadn't occurred to me at this point, that we, we were done with murders. Harry says he didn't realise it. He goes, oh, I was like, thought I was going to get the chance to kill someone else. This ruins my plan a bit. Oh, yeah, for me, I, I actually thought I don't know. Where, I don't know if it's because I've been doing a lot of reading on Reddit recently. So I think there's been a lot of like theories and stuff about it and stuff like that. So I just assumed in my mind, I was like, for me, it seemed obvious. But it's because I said I've done, you know, just like been scouring Reddit for ages. Yeah. So it's uh, um, so I think like a lot of people have come to that conclusion that there was no more murders. So for me, I just sort of thought, well, that was a uh, yeah thing. But no, it's. Um, 
yeah, it sort of scuppered Harry a tiny bit, I think, and that's like again that goes in my uh, what my final predictions will be. But yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, well, you can tell me at the end. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, so in the mission, there are clues scattered around. Uh, Claudia hits a gong. It's very epic and camp at the same time. They basically have to read a code of sort of invented letters. They've got a key to help them solve it. Then they have to take certain poles from the robed figures, put them in the monument. It starts raining. Of course it starts raining. I am utterly shocked it has not rained on a mission before now that I can remember because it is Scotland and it's. I'm not in Scotland right now, but uh, when I'm there, it's... I mean, it's generally raining. That's what that's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, next up, they have to solve a riddle on a scroll, and they figure out that next step is to actually turn the monument, which was pretty cool. I just thought it was a really great mechanism, like literal mechanism. Yeah, that's they, what it reminded me of a game like that, a computer game where you have to like, you know, you have to find three special stones and put them in, and it turns and stuff. That was it was like yeah, it was remind, I've literally written down Dragon Skyrim on my notes because it was very. Like, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I was, like, in my element during that one. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it worked really well visually, and I would love to do it as well. I, I, I wanted to get involved. Uh, they, next, they have a new scroll that tells them they've got some instructions now. They have to chant the names of the players and the order they left the game, bang a drum, turn the monument, kill a goat, say the alphabet backwards, bathe in milk under a new moon, perform a jig. And... Do you know there's when they're saying all the the players' names, they mention they say Charlie, and for a moment I had no recollection of who Charlie was. That's terrible. <laughs> I was like, Char, who's Char? Oh, oh yeah, Charlie. But <laughs> I really had to take a minute. They do all that. They follow those instructions. Like I said, that wasn't a lie. Like that was just a joke. Everyone, I wasn't lying. Part of the game. I was kidding on. And the monument opens up, and I get, I've read, I've just written this is cool with lots of exclamation marks. There's a stone inside with uh, lots of swords sticking out, or sword handles, I should say. They have to pull them one by one. Whoever actually pulls the real sword out, not just a broken shard of a sword, has a huge decision to face, Claudia tells them. This uh, is kind of like, it reminded me of a, a couple of bo- like board games from when I was younger, I wonder if you like you know what I'm thinking of here. Yeah, for like pop up pirate or something. <laughs> yes, pop up. <laughs> this is the reverse game of pop up pirate that you you put swords in a barrel. I didn't have this game, but other people always had this game, and you put the swords in and then put. And also, kind of like Kerplunk, where you pull out the straws mm. and the marbles fall. So it, it just was making me think of childhood games. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so a bunch of them tried the swords one after the other with no luck. For a moment, I really thought Jazz was going to get it. He doesn't. <laughs> and of course, Harry pulls it out and it's all slow motion because Evie was right. Harry is good at everything. And you referenced this earlier, Andy. She even calls him Wonder Boy. So Claudia reveals... And it's not that big of a surprise. Like, I thought it was going to be worse than this. He can either take the money from the mission and leave now or refuse it and stay in the game. Mm. There's various clips of people talking about what they would do, what should Harry do. He gives a little speech. He says he's a team player. He's been a faithful from the start. And they're all bowled over by how wonderful and altruistic he is. And And he refuses it. He doesn't take it. I... Don't and I guess you 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 
we talked about this a little bit. Not only is 7,000 not really, I think, that epic a prize for the mission itself, but I don't think 7,000... I know 7,000 pounds is a lot of money. If someone wants to offer me that right now, I'll be very happy, but I don't think it's enough of an offer to make anyone leave the game at this point. So, Do you think anyone would ever take it? I don't know. I think the position... If you look at the position Harry's in, I think he would have been very silly to have taken it then I can't there was no reason for him to take it and that's probably if I was Harry I wouldn't have done um yeah seven you're right right, seven grand is a lot of money um you know I could go I don't know like nice holiday New York or something like that I've always wanted to go there you know so (laughs) um yeah that's just like that's it really I just don't yeah I, I just didn't really I feel like they did it one episode too late Maybe or do you know? Yeah. I feel like if because the stakes yeah. at the moment are so high and everyone's so focused on the final, they already know this. At this did they know? Yeah, they did know at this point there's not going to be a murder because obviously they've been told there was no shield, so they knew there was no going to be no murder. Harry is so close to the end. I just don't think the stakes are stakes are you know I say they're, they're very high, but it's almost like the opposite. They're not at this point really. Harry's got nothing to lose. Whereas if they'd done this maybe a couple of episodes ago, yeah. So I just think it it came maybe an episode or so too late. Um, I think if it had been done like when there was a maybe in the contestants' eyes, they thought I've actually got a bit too much to lose. I might actually do that now. I think that'd be better. But at this point, I just there's I can't see you know tactically why there'd be any any reason not to when there's like what i can't remember how much i said they're on now but that's what's on the table they may as well just like push on through at this point yeah there's i i agree and with one one possible exception and something else that i've realized about this offer first of all i, I was thinking about the players who are left and i wondered if maybe jasmine if she had picked out the sword she might have taken it if she was fairly sure she was going to get banished anyway because mm. she knew that she was the number one target tonight so I, possibly she might have been like you know i'm probably going so i'm just going to take this I, I i could see that happening but something else i've realized is i thought well what if uh what if there was only one traitor left and that traitor pulled out the sword and said yeah i'll take it i'm going we would then be stuck with no traitors and a banishment, two banishments still to come. Which may, so if if the players were very canny and thought this through, they might then realise themselves, well, there can only be one traitor left. Otherwise, they wouldn't make us do this mission. Mm. So, wonder if the if Jazz, I mean, Jazz, I'm hoping, has, has figured this out, that there are two left. Um, so, I'm going to be honest with you, because I thought that this was your lie. <laughs> Because I'm fairly certain they didn't actually say they were going to leave. I was just under the impression that it's just take the £7,000 and and that's it. They can carry on in the game. I'm sure of it. Oh, if right, that's not my lie. I just... Because I did it because you said it and I went, oh, I'm sure they didn't. I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And uh, so Because usually I get the chance to watch these episodes twice. Really, because... Uh, you know, obviously we're filming this quite, recording this quite late because uh, obviously the the episode's only like been on like an hour and a half ago. Uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm sure because I remember listening for it, and I'm I remember thinking that I've literally written on my thing like <laughs> um, I'm sure of it because. But then you started going on a bit more about the whole. Oh, hang on, maybe I'm in the wrong <laughs> or something. Um, it's truly not my lie. I have either totally misunderstood 
Oh, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to I've got iPlayer open. I'm going to I'll I'll cut this out of the podcast, right? Okay. Uh, we'll do a we'll do a check. So I'll I'll pause here. Yeah, yeah. So Andy and I had a little pause to check, <laughs> and I have to admit I am totally wrong. Andy, thank God you're here. You're <laughs> absolutely right. I was not paying attention close enough. Claudia said they can take the seven thousand and carry on in the game. So that totally d- d- ruins all, everything that I just theorized about. I mean, I'm quite proud of myself for my my theory, but uh, it was not based in fact. So you're right. <laughs> you, in that case, no. In that case, I, you, I still agree. You, if you take the money, you look like a you look like a bad guy. People then don't feel so bad about banishing you. They're like, well, you've got seven grand. What does it matter if you go? Mm. Yeah. And Harry's whole mission is to appear like the nicest, loveliest guy on the planet. So he's not going to do it. Yeah. Which Jazz uh, is not buying, by the way. He's not, You can just tell he's not buying it. You can tell by his face. I've read Richard in. Jazz ain't buying it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the, you can see little shots of Jazz sort of standing around in the circle, and I thought, hmm, what does he really think of Harry? Yeah. So, okay, uh, that clears it up. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess what I said about Jasmine still stands, that if she thought, I'm going tonight anyway, I'll just take it. Uh, I can kind of see that she might have done that. Mm. But yes, Harry doesn't take it. They all think he's wonderful. Off we go back to the house. So we're in the cars heading back and Andrew says he's really impressed with Harry. And then Jazz in his car says, Harry's little speech, what did you think? And we cut to Jazz in an interview saying he is so suspicious of Harry and he recognises that no one ever questions Harry and it must be so frustrating for him to feel that way, to be like, I know that Harry is very well a tra- you know very possibly a traitor and i can't talk about it to anyone because they all love him and it's just if i talk about it they're going to think i'm the traitor so he's he's really stuck in this horrible position mm. yeah i i think it's uh, again it'll come into what i think's going to happen or hope <laughs> uh it's going to happen so i'll be honest my views on jazz are quite similar to yours i'll be honest with you he's a yeah. very good looking chap <laughs> so it's uh no he's um but yeah he's he's really he's probably my favorite faithful um out of the whole thing I've, but it just depends as to how he can work it uh which is i'll go into my theories there on which um, yeah i've yeah. got a feeling we might have the same theories uh mm. so yes we'll definitely <laughs> talk about this there is a moment where harry again still in the car says to molly and andrew blah 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 uh, you know i didn't take that sword everyone knows i'm a faithful now and then he says i think this is deliberate and significant he says i just want to get the traitor out and he says it singular he doesn't say traitors and i and there's a shot of Andrew in the front of the car, and it to me it looked like Andrew noticed him say that. So, and I may be totally overreading and uh, giving Harry too much credit, but I really thought he said traitor singular deliberately. He's planting a seed. To, and I said this. I think I said this in the last episode. I'm pretty sure Harry's plan is take Andrew right to the end and get him out at the very last minute. 
so that everyone goes, yay, we got the last traitor, and then Harry wins the game. Molly and Evie talk about someone coming back from the dead. I think this is when they they get back to the house, and they're like, oh, I thought someone was going to come back from the dead. I guess, like, we both did. And they imagined Aubrey sitting inside the monument as it unfolded, which would have been just hilarious. And also, I briefly imagined maybe... Like Diane sitting there. Imagine Diane just with legs crossed, glass of rosé. Yep. <laughs> the panels unfold. She just goes, but Ross is. And for, out of context for no reason. And then it cl- and then it just closes again. And we just, for no reason. Just just to get a Diane her final moment. Yeah. Um we see Harry and Andrew again alone in the house. Harry's to me pretending that he's worried and he, he doesn't know how the game's gonna go. And he says this thing, this really fascinating conversation that they only give it like 20 seconds airtime, but I wanted to watch the whole thing. Harry says to Andrew, I don't want to back, I don't want to backstab you. And I thought Andrew was going to just be like, oh, yeah, I know you won't. But then he just goes, I know you will. And he like openly acknowledges, I know that you'll backstab me if you have to. So I was really shocked because earlier in the episode, I thought the impression was that Andrew was totally hoodwinked by Harry and had total faith in him. No pun intended. Mm. So that this moment when he's like, I, I'm pretty sure you will backstab me. So I don't know what, what you made of this like interaction. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I. it was strange because I remember, I remember laughing a bit because he was like, because um, he's like, oh yeah, you're, you're 100% fine. You're 100% going to win it. I think <laughs> maybe laughing when uh, uh, Andrew did that. If it's the same conversation <laughs> I'm thinking of, um, yeah, it was it was strange. It felt like uh, I don't know. It's it was very strange. I, I to be honest with you, like I, I do really feel for Andrew at this point um, because Is that because just, you have the same name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. I mean, not that I can make out a word he's saying. To be fair, like there's a few times when, um, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm not like it's. I can sort of make it out. I think it's my job because I work like on in the on, on the phone. So yeah. I speak to people all over the country from all over the world, and so I'm usually quite good at accents. But even Andrew makes me sort of like <laughs> have to really sort of tune to what he said. Um, but yeah, he's um, yeah. I do I do feel for him because he's. Um, he 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 is just really nice, and I think he wants, like you said, he think Harry he sees Harry as like his son, and I think he wants to believe that Harry's not going to do what we all know Harry is going to do. <laughs> um, and I do I do feel for him. Sometimes I even believe Harry when he says I'm not, oh, I want Andrew to come to the end with me. I believe him. I'm like yeah, I do believe you, even though I don't. I'm stupid for thinking that. So he's got me. I, honestly, like I, I, he's probably going to convince me he's not a traitor at some point. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's strange. So yeah, it was it was it was it was one of those where it's like this is where like I wish there was like an extended cut or something of it where you could just watch more, um, just purely for selfish reasons, just so you can obviously have more of these sort of conversations and things and stuff. But yeah, it was uh, it's very last time I think we'll get a chance to actually see him have that sort of on an evening because obviously next episode is you know the the big one. So I yeah. don't yeah yeah it'd be. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. And I mean, at the risk of repeating myself, because I've probably said this in this episode and in in the previous one, to me, it's totally obvious. If if you're Andrew or Harry at this point, it's pretty obvious one of you is going to have to get rid of the other one 
because the faithful they they know there's at least one left so they need to get one out that you know they're not going to just suddenly go oh maybe we already mm. got them all they know there's someone still there unless the only other option is you really do team up to the end it's us two we're going to be the final two standing and you can make the faithful all vote one another out one after the other until they're outnumbered mm. and then even if they do realize you're the two traitors they just can't do anything about it. like you well, when I say outnumbered, you'd have to have you two and one faithful left. That's the only way you can both get to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't think that's going to happen here, but who knows? No, it, it's it's possible, but that would have to. I reckon it would be Jazz and Evie would have to like be taken out. Yeah, the only yeah. thing I can think of, and poor Molly, bless her. Yeah, the only way that would happen would be if Molly. Um, you know, just sort of like voted for the wrong people and just her and then Andrew and De Harry. But I think the chance of that happening are very, very slim. Yeah. Uh, so do I. Evie, uh, this is the most insignificant note ever, by the way. I've just written that Evie says cold pizza makes her happy. She's <laughs> uh, and I, no, I'm not on that team. I'm not no, on no. Team cold pizza. No, not for me. Uh, <laughs> Jasmine is trying to defend herself to Harry and Molly. And she says, like, I understand why people are looking at me. And she sort of says, thanks, Ross. Jasmine also brings up the idea, again, that either Hart or Evie are the are the two likeliest to be a traitor. Like, she understands it. And she says, well, if I go tonight and I'm going to say I'm a faithful, you're going to have to look to Evie next. And jumping ahead a little bit, I do think Evie's going to go next. Evie also talks to Jazz and Andrew about the same theory, just just from a different perspective, Evie thinks Jasmine has even kept her around for this very reason so that Jasmine can pin it on her. The three of them talk about how they're probably going to vote uh, Jasmine and they all the three of them believe one another that, that they're all faithful. Jazz at this point tests the water a little bit and he does say, has anyone thought about... And he even whispers it. He can't even say Harry's name. So he says, has anyone thought about... And he sort of mouths Harry. And Andrew kind of takes the bait a little bit and he goes, oh, like, what are you thinking? But it just doesn't go any further. And again, Jazz knows. He he reads the room and I think he knows. There's just... They're not... If they didn't immediately go, oh my God, yeah, I'm so glad you said it, that it's not going to fly. So he just seems to drop it which is wise, I think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. 
it's time for the round table then. And going into the round table, my first note is just Jasmine's going, right? Like I just thought it's pretty clear where this is this is going. I don't think it's gonna be a surprising round table. It's still it's still fascinating to watch, but I mm. don't think the outcome is a is a shock. I think she knew it as well. <clears throat> quite um quite thingy. Because the thing is is like I think because I, I knew she knew she was fighting a losing battle because she was like I, I do like Jasmine and I can always understand why she's she, she's um I don't say argumentative because that's not fair. Uh but she she does like tend to get involved in the heated conversations, I think, a bit more. Whereas today she was so articulate. She was like yeah. really, really smart. She put a point across amazingly. Unfortunately didn't really amount to anything. But I was like, yes, that's exactly the thing she be should be saying. And she was so calm and everything. It wasn't there was no for once interrupting because I think Zach wasn't in the room. Um, so there was no interrupting there. Um and it was just it was it was just annoying. I felt really, I actually really felt for her that she's actually now had the opportunity to properly put a point across in a normal way. And unfortunately all the cards are stacked against her at this point anyway. So it didn't really matter, but it was nice to hear her have the opportunity to actually finally say the things she needed to say. Yeah. I, I have pretty similar notes throughout this to you, Andy. Um, there's uh, Evie does say she doesn't feel safe going into the round table either which which makes sense but um it's, it's kind of all eyes on jasmine molly again there's a bit of her uh, interview clip that's just so frustrating she says there's no way i can take a risk of taking a traitor to the final unless it's harry now she doesn't say unless it's harry i'm just saying that for her claudia speaks to them she tells them that 12 faithful have gone either through banishment or murder They've caught four traitors, so they've done well on that side of things. And I I still can't gauge, do they think there's only one left? I think they, they probably do think there's only one left. I think Jazz is maybe the only one who has, again, Jazz is just suspicious of everyone. Yeah. So he's probably the only one who, who would legitimately worry that there are two left. Jasmine begins the discussion and basically reiterates what she said earlier. Zach's theory makes sense. The traitor is probably someone who didn't know Harry had a shield, just like Ross. That leaves me and Evie. Evie says, well, Jasmine, you're just sort of conveniently using this to, to frame me. And I notice Evie is also very articulate and she's very measured when she speaks. She doesn't actually like physically doesn't raise her voice she doesn't become loud she she's not very animated and i think that works well i think she just comes across as very very reasonable and calm and just psychologically people probably respond to that a bit better at, at the same time i'd also like to use it i think jasmine is very articulate here as well and it's just such a shame for both of them that no one is even looking at the other people around mm. the table and going, well, maybe it's not one of you two. You know, yeah. it could be somebody else. <clears throat> Evie uh, questions Jasmine about how, you know, last night at the round table, she defended Ross so much. Jasmine explains, that's a really good point. She says, you know, you can defend a traitor accidentally. It doesn't mean you're a traitor. It just means that you're wrong. And they're all, they've all been wrong at various points throughout this whole show. Evie claims that Zach did interrogate her about being a traitor, contrary to this sort of narrative that everybody believes. 
And she points to her voting history. She says, well, I voted for both Ash and Paul at the round tables immediately before they were actually banished. That would be a, a bit... That Surely that proves I'm a faithful and that I'm trying to get traitors out. And Jasmine's like, well, you know, a traitor could still do that. If, if you were a traitor, you would know that Ash and Paul were, were traitors. So that's an option. Andrew jumps in to talk about Ross again. And he's saying, Ross was lying about me. Molly's not convinced. She still finds Andrew's behaviour the previous night very strange because he was so defensive against Ross. Jazz sort of, I think, pretends to be interested in this because he's. I think he knows he's got to say something at the round table. He can't just sit in silence and he can't say his true feelings, which are that he's really suspicious of Harry. So he kind of has to just be like, yeah, Andrew... That was weird the way you reacted. I don't think he cares. He's just he's just like, well, I've got to I've got to speak. They've got to hear me. Um, Jasmine also points out that she hung out with Ross all the time, and actually she was really close to him. And she says, well, if me and Ross are both traitors, why would we always be hanging out? Surely that would be too obvious. Mm. Wouldn't the traitors be wanting to keep their distance from each other? Yeah. But she says that so far the traitors have tended to be fairly quiet at the round table and just go along with the tide of votes. And she says, Evie, that that you fit that description. You fall into that pattern. And they continue back and forth. It's pretty much almost exclusively Jasmine and Evie arguing with each other. The whole round table has really come down to them. Evie does this. She, she uses this technique that she did last time as well, where she calls Jasmine babe. She's like, look, sorry, babe. <laughs> and it's obviously her way of just keeping things really civil. And and she's she's kind of like, look, it's just a game. You're my friend. Come on, babe. It could be quite patronizing, though. I can see someone getting really annoyed at that. Like, don't mm. call me, babe. <laughs> and that's pretty much where the discussions end because it's time for votes. <clears throat> Molly's first. And she goes for Andrew, which... I don't know. I shouldn't be surprised because she's really suspicious of him and the way he acted, but I kind of was surprised in the moment. I thought she would just go with the, the crowd and mm. go for Jasmine, but she goes for Andrew, which is interesting. Andrew votes for Jasmine. Jasmine votes for Evie. Not surprising. And Evie votes for Jasmine. Not surprising. And so it's, it's really down to the last <clears> two. And again, it's kind of obvious. Jazz does what he needs to do, in my opinion, and he votes for Jasmine. I think he clearly knows it's probably not her at all. He just has to vote for her. And Harry votes for Jasmine too. And I, I you said this as well, I felt really bad for Jasmine. I just thought you, you've got so far and it just seemed like she had no chance. Mm. She she wasn't even in with with a shout this episode it was it was kind of a foregone conclusion she was my prediction on the on the game on the bbc website i just i just knew she was she was going and i think she knew she was going and it's just rotten to and what's so bad is she seems so nice that she just got up at the end and she's smiling and she's like i love you all she doesn't get up and she's like screw the lot of you like i would be so (laughs) that made me feel worse i thought you're you're so sweet. You're taking this so well. She says, it's been emotional. Love you all. Good luck. And reveals, I am a faithful. And of course, they're all gutted. <clears throat> well, except Harry and Andrew. Uh, <laughs> and Jazz, because I think he knew that. And Harry's pretty good at going, oh man, I thought she was going to say she was a traitor. And Evie's like, yeah, me too. Claudia comes in. She says, they've got a lot to think about tonight. 
And she says, it's not time for bed yet. I have a surprise. But tells him it's not a bad one and says, I'm not inherently evil, which really made me laugh. And she's throwing them a dinner party. Evie uh, cuts to cuts to Evie in an interview and she's really upset. She's crying now, partly probably because she feels guilty about Jasmine and also because she realises she's implicated now and they are probably coming for her next, which is what I predict will happen. The we, we, We're still at the round table. We cut back and... Uh, she she i think it's evie that says this yeah i think it's evie says there's obviously one or two of you who's playing a really good game and i thought okay at least she's she's also considering there could be two so i'm quite glad to hear that molly for the hundredth time says that harry is the only person she trusts (laughs) this is this is the first time i've noticed something that lots of people have picked up on social media and i just haven't spotted it that harry can't say the word faithful properly. He says faithful every oh, really? time. Yeah, he's oh, like, I that. He's saying something about whatever the sentence is like, uh, I think I'm one of the fightful. So he like always says faithful and it's really funny. People have said it online and I hadn't spoiled it, but it, it's quite apparent here. He says he does feel guilty and he says, I'm human, you know. Yeah. I, I don't think he feels that guilty, but and you know what? It's it's a game and he wants to win and why should he? Yeah. So we cut to dinner party that Claudia spoke of. Bagpipes are playing, and I thought, did they, did they plan this to happen on Burns Night? Like t- today, we're recording this on the twenty fifth of January. It's Burns Night tonight, and I was like, is, is, did they plan this? Did they plan this schedule so that this would surely not? Surely it's just a coincidence. Um, Andy, did you have a did you have a Burns supper tonight? No, I had uh, a tea side supper. I had um, a parmo, uh, which is uh, a, a parmo. what? A parmo. <laughs> what? what is that? <laughs> so a parmo is um, all the tea ciders. Like yes, <laughs> uh, I don't know anything you're saying right now. A tea so cider. So it's basically. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Teesside, well, I'm not from Teesside, I'm actually from Dorset originally on the oh, South Oh, Teesside Coast, the place. Teesside, okay. yeah. So people from Teesside will know a parmo is <laughs> a, I don't want to say local delicacy, <laughs> but it's, it's, our, it's Teesside's local dish. And it's basically um, like flattened chicken with vegetable sauce and cheese, and it's usually served with chips and garlic sauce is usually the thing, but um, that's what I had for tea. It was a hot shot parmo for all, my, all the uh, Teesside uh, listeners out there. <laughs> Um, but um, which has uh, got pepperoni and chili and jalapenos on. It's not the healthiest thing to be eating, but my daughter's off to uni tomorrow uh, after being off for Christmas. So we just sort of, sort of thought, like, I know I've got the traitors. I'm doing this recording tonight, so I'm not really bothered about cooking. Um, so I thought, you know, since we just and Kelsey's off to uni tomorrow, so we'll uh, we'll get a parmo in. So that's what we had. Um, okay. Yeah, if you Google it, it's like it's like heart attack on a plate. In fact, scientists have actually said the only people who can actually eat this thing and i'm not the skinniest person in the world i know this but the only people that can actually eat it without a calorific something uh detriment uh to them is actually uh, olympic swimmers are the only people who can eat this this thing and it's like but yeah so it's probably why teesside doesn't have the best uh, life expectancy but <laughs> absolutely amazing um yeah <laughs> i'll i'm gonna give it a miss uh, and <laughs> so no no haggis for you tonight. Uh, Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's time then after our 
the fake birds supper bagpipes thing. <laughs> I mean, I know it's Inverness, so yeah, like they're going to play bagpipes and it's the castle, but it's just a funny coincidence. It's emotional speech time. Andrew gives a nice toast and says they should maybe just put the game aside and just have a chat tonight. Molly talks about her first impressions. She says that she and Evie didn't even speak at first, but now they've bonded and they get on really well. Jazz uh, has this interesting moment in his interview. He says it's great that this group of people would probably never have naturally come together, so he's really grateful to be there with them. Evie wants to put her... She wanted to put herself in a new environment. That's why she came on the show, because she she's normally quite a reserved, quiet person, which I think is pretty apparent. And she wants to buy a bigger place with the money if she wins. Molly has this really, really sweet moment. She talks about how she spent most of her life being unwell. So she wants to advocate for people with disabilities. And she's so ambitious because she had such difficult teenage years. So I I got like a bit emotional. I've literally put on my notes feeling feelings. (laughs) It's really, really lovely. Jazz talks about wanting to sort of represent a British Sikh person on TV, talks about his family issues, which we've known a a little bit about from a previous episode. And then he mentions his wife. Buzzkill, Jazz. (laughs) I was like, kind of living in hope. Anyway, he wants to use the money to rebuild his family. So it's very sweet. Andrew talks about his accident again. And I ironically thought he said something about his accent i did yes i thought the same thing so i've like put it back 20 seconds and i thought he was saying like oh everyone knows about my accent and then i felt awful because i thought (laughs) oh my god he's got like some reason that he mumbles all the time and i've been making fun of him i feel terrible but i actually said accident i still feel bad and he he gets really emotional in his interview and I, i it was really like heartwarming and really mm-hmm. lovely to see because he said it's you know it's easy probably to stereotype Andrew because he's such a big muscly guy and obviously what what lifts weights and all that stuff and he does security but he says that he's really hard on himself and he's his own worst critic mm-hmm. and he wants to pay for his son to go traveling in Australia and he wants to help I just thought oh bless him he's actually yeah. it seems like such a lovely guy and Harry as well talks about how he's got a big family, he's desperate to help them out, really wants to make them happy. And I thought this is really important, actually, that they're showing this. First of all, it's just nice and it's heartwarming and it feels good. But I think it's really important to, important to show the traitor saying this because some people do need to be reminded they're all just players in a game. They've all come to win money, usually for their family. And the only way to do that is to play the role that you have been handed at that table by production. So he's not a bad guy because they decided he was going to be a traitor. He, you know, I just, I talk about this all the time in the podcast, but it just annoys me when people personally criticize the traitors as if they're horrible, bad people. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, what did you want them to do? Do you, did you want them to quit the game when they got chosen as a traitor? Then you'd end up with no one in the game, so you know he's just he's just a a young guy trying to trying to win a bunch of money, yeah. And he's playing by the rules of the game, so don't you know don't come for Harry. I agree, and I also think it's really important for them as well because as we all, like know from previous series, it's a very intense last 
round table. Yeah. And I feel like if they all had a bit of perspective on each other, I feel like it takes a bit of that bad taste out of their mouth. So I think it's actually not just important for us as viewers, but I also think it's really important for for the for the I would say the traders, the um the contestants because they go right we need to remember that actually that like you see it's literally the same thing you said because like i just sort of feel like if they're because they're all like so intense because i mean like when they got told they were going to that into having a, a party it wasn't the reaction of people who'd been told they're going to have a party <laughs> honestly it's like oh my god do, do, do they want to have a party i would i mean i wouldn't be able to eat like even a parma i wouldn't be able to eat uh, because of how um nervous i'd feel but i feel like for them all to sort of do that, I feel like, um, you know, it gives them, they go, right, okay, yeah, puts into perspective, you know, we are all here for a reason. We've all got our own reasons. I feel like if traitors or faithfuls or whoever wins, you know, then it does make it actually, you know, they can go, right, I can actually take that on the chin a bit more. Whereas I almost feel like if they didn't have that, they'd probably be like jumping over their fire pit at each other. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you took this from me. I don't know. So I feel like this is actually, it actually softens that blow, I think. So I think that's another reason why they do it. It's like for yeah. us and, and them. Yeah, that's a great point. Auntie Claude arrives. She says, don't be alarmed. She's She congratulates them on being finalists and tells them that tomorrow they'll face their biggest mission yet. And the final round table. And she also clarifies again, the banishments do continue until the players are confident there are no traitors left. And of course, a lot of people are watching this season for the first time without having watched series one. So this is so new to all these new viewers, which is very exciting. It's midnight, the, the clock chimes. And of course, there, there will be no traitors tower tonight. There's no need, there's no murder. And they all leave one by one. And we sort of have more, more voiceovers and interview clips of them talking about their feelings ahead of the final. Seems to be a mix of nerves, excitement, worries, desperation not to let traitors win. And we finish with Harry pretty much. He said he's finding it more difficult now, but essentially he's determined to do what he needs to do to win. And episode 11 ends there. So, you, you've teased us a little bit throughout this, Andy. What do you think is going to happen in the final? Where is it all going? So, I think for me, this is going to be variations of, but I think ultimately, and this only changed tonight, say that because it was what, um, episode finished two hours ago now. I actually think it's going to be a faithful win. Oh, okay. And here's how I think it's going to go. I don't know, I'm looking at my notepad, I haven't written it down. Um, <clears throat> so, so it's going to be the, the thing. So I think you're right. I think Evie's going to go out first. Um, and then I think Harry's going to be doing the work during the day, planting the seeds, planting the seeds, and it's going to be Andrew who's going to go out. So that leaves Harry, Jazz, and Molly. Is that right? So, yeah, yeah, because obviously yeah. it depends on whether or not Andrew goes out first. Because if Andrew goes out first, obviously then there's four left, and they go, right, we've got a traitor out. He could have been the last one. So it all depends on this bit, on how the next bit will go. Um, I think it's more likely to go this way if Evie, if Andrew goes out first. So what I think is going to happen is, um, you know, they're all going to throw, you know, the things in. And I think it's going to be Jazz 
at the very last minute, he's going to come in, Jazatha Christie, come in, <laughs> um, and I think it's going to be he's going to like go, and then I think so. The, the, his he, what he has to do there is obviously win over Molly. That's the main thing. That's his only thing where I think it could obviously like fall over because it depends on how much. But she has planted the seeds. I think one thing about Jazz is I think he's the only contestant in in contestant in Traitor's history who can remember back further than a day as well. <laughs> like, yeah. He remembers that conversation he had with Paul, um, you know, with Harry, and then Paul obviously came to uh, talk to him about it and stuff. Um, he remembers that, which was like a shock to me that he actually just said, I remember something that was like not just the previous day, but I think, because he, he's just, there's little things he's done that I know he's keeping those, whether it's just whether or not it works. If it works, then I think the Faithfuls will win. I can't see Harry convincing anyone uh, that Jazz is a traitor at this point. So <clears throat> it would either be ending with, see, I think it's going to be a Faithful win. It's just the way it's going. I think I'm like on, on the Jazz train with you there. Um, <clears throat> but I guess I think he's been so good, and I feel like he's he's played it so cleverly, just as well as Harry has. So, yeah, I think it will go that way. It just depends on whether or not Molly, um, he can, Jazz can get Molly on side or not. Um, I do think, I agree with you. I think, unfortunately, I think Andrew is, will be gone. It's just not yeah. whether or not he gets gone before Evie. And I think, as I said, if Evie stays, and I think it's more likely the Faithfuls win, if Evie goes, it's just Jazz, Molly, and thing. I think Jazz will throw the thing on the fire. Um, Harry and uh, Molly will, like, gang up on Jazz and... Uh, yeah, it just depends on it's all all hangs in. I think it's it's all on Molly, unfortunately, I think. <laughs> I agree about a couple of points. Yeah, I think the the next person banished will be a biggie. So it, if it's Evie or Andrew, and it it surely will be one of them, that'll change everything. I predict Evie will go. Uh and I think you're also right. If it gets to a final three Molly's the one who's who's. It, it will all depend on whether she can go against Harry, whether she can sort of <clears throat> suspect him or be convinced by Jazz. And I just don't know if she will. So it's who knows. I I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick with what I've been saying for pretty much most of the series, and I'm gonna stick with Harry and say I think he's done it. I think he's. I just think he's played it well enough that he will get away with it. I have a, I have a feeling that final three will be Harry, Jazz, Molly. They'll it'll come time for throwing their their pouches in the fire. Whether you know they get to decide whether they want to keep voting or not, unless they change how they do it this series. Jazz will vote red because he wants to get Harry out, and then Harry and Molly will vote. Jazz out is the tr- mm. something like that. I but obviously you know the, in terms of editing they've clearly built up Jazz of the Christie they've they've built they've they've built up his character to be the detective and they want us to think there's a chance you know it's 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 kind of like it actually feels like it's just Jazz versus Harry now in a way even though there are five people mm. so I think they've very cleverly done that so that we're going into the finale with this like great battle and where it, it makes such fantastic viewing. I just, and I want, because I really like jazz and I, I, 
I'll be happy for either of them in a way. Like if Harry wins, I'll be thinking, well done, you played amazingly. If Jazz somehow wins, I'll be thinking, well done, you played it amazingly. And if Jazz wins and wins it with other faithful, they will owe it to him. Mm. <laughs> so who knows? I I have one other question for you, and this is this feels like a smaller question because <clears throat> I feel like we've we've done the big prediction question. How unless I am wrong. I may be wrong. This is not my lie. I think Harry has never received a single vote at banishment. How? And if he has, it's been one maybe. Mm. How has Harry? How do you think Harry has done this? How has he never had a single vote? Um, <clears throat> I I just think he's um so much cleverer than I think he's letting on to them. I just think he's I, he's. He's so he's just yeah he's just so clever. I think that's the thing it is because the thing is he's he's thought five steps ahead most of the time. And they were like when he got the I think the best example is when he got the shield the other day, and he's yeah. you know he knew how he could use the recruitment to and it was just brilliant how he actually let that that go uh, and it worked. It's it's worked so far. But I even think going back like he's let Paul think that that Paul is the the one running the the show sort of thing. He's sort of let, like, you know, um, BH is a re- he's, he's really confident. You know, he's like, you know, like say that about Andrew, like, you know, Andrew's like a big muscly guy, you know, and he's he's not afraid to, even though Harry's what, like 22, isn't he? He's, like, he's dead young. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, I think probably being in the army, <clears throat> I think that's probably a lot of what's how it's helped him to sort of like, you know, see, other people as equals and I think that's how he's able to sort of go you know how he's able to speak up to someone like Andrew um who physically is quite um intimidating uh, and just sort of go no I think we should uh, recruit tonight rather than so I just think yeah I just think a lot of the army trainings helped him um and he's just kept calm and cool he hasn't got involved in any of the big arguments he's done some he's said the right things at the right times so, like the best one was um a few episodes ago at the end of it he's, he's it's usually a faithful that says oh my god i can't why can't we get but he says it in the right way he said like oh, this is doing my head in now guys you know why can't we get a faithful out uh, a traitor out mm-hmm. um but he, he does he's done everything properly it's almost like he's watched it the the episode the, the whole thing and like studied it uh, which i think the same thing he said about jazz like read, had read the rule book and everything like really well i feel like both of them it is almost like if there was a poster for tomorrow um i don't know if i've got time to put my graphics design skills to the test um <laughs> but have you know like have like you know like it'll be uh evie andrew and molly on the bottom around the fire pit and you've got these two big heads of like one of harry with, like a red blur <laughs> around it i haven't got the time for this this is like how the, the graphic designer brain works and then you've got the uh you know you've got jazz's like with a blue sort of thing around it hue and then yeah. the, like you know big sort of like the traitors you know and it's them two facing off to each other so yeah that's uh that would be <laughs> that's, what I, that's how i picture it in my head I will commission you to make that poster like like a Star Wars or a Marvel poster, like quite comic booky, like super exaggerated. Uh, I love that idea. That's that's really cool. I I just checked up a couple of the sort of voting stats there, and it, it is the Harry has never had a single vote. Jazz has had six across the series. I actually thought it was more than that, but he's had six. And Andrew, including tonight's episode, has had five votes across the series. Uh, I'm not. Uh, Molly, I think, has also never had one. And 
EV. I don't. I didn't check EV, but she's had like th- three or four, mm. maybe three, probably. So we shall see within uh, you know, in under twenty four hours, we will know what's going to happen. Again, I mentioned this on a previous episode. I am going to a big camp music festival down south called Mighty Hoopla, and they are showing the Traitors finale on a big screen. So I'm going to be watching it with hundreds of other people. Hopefully, I'm saying hundreds, maybe 10 people will show up, who knows. Uh, no, hundreds, I'm convinced. And I'm looking forward to, to the atmosphere. Uh, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be going nuts. I'm so jealous of that, though, because when you were talking to, uh, the other day about it, um, and the thing is, I've been in a similar situation, and it was a download festival, 20-something. It was like, I can't remember. Um, and it was, uh, it was when the election was on. Uh, and so the election was on the, I think it was on the Wednesday night. It was like it was when the, it was Jeremy Corbyn's first try round against mm-hmm. uh, Theresa May, and um, yeah, it was it was crazy. They had like a cinema tent, and on the evening they actually had the election playing live, and everyone who was at download <laughs> all voted by post. Everyone who did vote and everything, and like um, yeah, it was the. The atmosphere was was insane. Um, it was so crazy, and even on the in the comedy tent they had, they had to. Um, I don't mean to get political on, on the podcast, but um, <laughs> someone came out and they went, um, "Oh, like you know, the, the first results are in." You know, uh, how they called now? You know, when the, the exit polls, this yeah, is you yeah. know, it might be a hung parliament and everything. It was like the in like in the comedy to in the in the cinema tent you've got all these metal heads all dressed in black with spikes on and I'm, I'm being general you know like, but um and they're all like the majority of them are going singing oh jeremy Corbyn," <laughs> and the atmosphere was insane and I, I went back to my tent obviously election uh here in the uk he's like i think like most places go on like until like the next day yeah. and i was in my tent and i could still hear them in the cinema tent like chanting all night long and it was like it was the weirdest thing so i think like to watch something like that seems to be quite a sort of personal home thing in a way to be watching it with like loads of people i hope so many people turn out because it'll be an awesome atmosphere i'm so jealous of you i can't wait i and i said this before i wasn't kidding i will be wearing my traitor's cloak i will be devastated if there is not a drag queen dressed as diane so or or claudia i want someone just to dress as a fringe and that's their whole outfit. Uh, so I will be taking pictures, with permission, of course, and uh, maybe posting some little videos on the podcast social media. Speaking of social media, see, I did a little segue there. <laughs> Andy, uh, is there anything that you want to promote or tell us uh, about where we can find you? It's over to you. Yeah, so um, this year I want to start pushing on with going back onto YouTube and everything. Uh, earlier on, secondly, I mentioned Download Festival, um, which actually um, leads me on to my, as I said, my YouTube channel, uh, which I have download vlogs. I've done vlogs on Download Festival. I'm doing vlogs this year. I'm like saying going to Silverstone. So, um, yeah, just always have a bit of fun on there, just doing a few things. So you can find me there. Um, the... There on on YouTube, um, Soldier76. So that's the word soldier, the number seven, and then six, S1XX, all one word. Uh, If you like 
download festival or like any sort of like festival vlogs and stuff. I go to Slam Dunk Festival. I do vlogs there and things. And I, unfortunately, COVID made me they could take a back step and everything. So I'm starting to get back into that. Um, Twitch, completely different name. I'm under Andy Plays and Creates. Um, so I'm going to start again streaming on Twitch and on Instagram. Nice and easy. It's Andy underscore Rutherford. Uh, I post the odd thing here and there, really, but not loads. A lot of it is uh, Bake Off related. When I try to plan for applying for Bake Off um, <laughs> every year, I think this is the first year I've not actually applied for Bake Off. But <laughs> um, it's, I'm focusing on the traitors this time around. So <laughs> <laughs> excellent, and. Uh, I think you are, uh, you maybe have a recommendation for us as well. Is that right? Yeah, I've actually got two. Um, last time I was on the uh, podcast, I recommended a Korean show called Physical One Hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of these shows, Which I, are, I loved. I loved as well. Yeah, yeah. Both of these shows are actually Korean as well. Um, I think the Koreans. I mean, their reality TV is fantastic. Um, first one is something called Sirens, Sky Siren, Escape the Island. Um, which is uh, it's about a group of I think it's like five teams of different women who are in uh, who have different jobs. So, for example, you have a group of firefighters, a group of police officers, a group of secret it's not secret agents, but like CIA agents um, or the Korean equivalent. And basically, they all have different bases, and every night they have to go and attack the other base and try and capture the base and everything. Really good. The other one, which is the main one, I think would actually appeal to traitors fans, is a program called The Devil's Plan. Oh yeah, yeah. Heard about this? Um, which, like the first, literally the first episode is actually they have a game which is actually very much based on not say based on the traits, more based on mafia, which obviously the traits was based on. Um, the whole show has secrets hidden within it. So you have like the main games every day. So they play like very, it's very mind related games. So it might be like, you know, they might have to match things or they play poker and stuff like that. And they, and um, and it gets really, really intense. And much like the traitors, you know, tears are had and people like, you know, make up like um, alliances and everything. Um, and then every day I so said they, they play different games that are like relate to different things. And so the first episode is actually very heavily traits based. So one of them is a murderer and they have like little things where they have to like murder in plain sight and they have to try and guess who that person is really good. And it ends like, I mean, the, the cliffhangers it ends on are crazy and it, yeah. And it's fantastic. And there's something I definitely recommend it. If you like the traitors and you like these sort of mind games, um, where, you know, people sort of try and do do each other over, really. But again, and underneath it all, they're really friendly and lovely of each other. You know, and they they you know they do different um, different alliances, and then they break up on the evening. And they're all friends again, and then they all get their alliances back the next day. So yeah, it's called The Devil's Plan. Uh, they're both of those are on Netflix. Um, if you're a fan of the Traitors, you'll you'll love The Devil's Plan because it is yeah. brilliant. It's really really good. Yeah, fantastic. I think I have <laughs> seen clips of the first one on Gogglebox I think on an episode they were watching that and Devil's Plan is uh, has been on my radar or my trader for a while now so I will be getting to that at some point mm. so thanks for the recommendations, excellent no now uh, we are going to so I was going to try and make some sort of Devil's Plan <laughs> like we are going to devilishly plan our own something uh, basically we're going to finish the trader traitor So Andy, we've been trying to track each other and lie throughout this podcast. I'm I'm sure you have lied. I don't even need to ask. You told me I lied, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
I told you a lie as well. I I think you I think you've been listening to David Bloomberg too much and you've figured out some really sneaky techniques. I feel like <laughs> you were giving me lots of little anecdotes here and there, <laughs> throwing stuff in, trying to give me stuff that you knew I would think was lying, it wasn't a lie. So I've written down a few things that might have been yours. One was that you said you follow all the cast on Instagram. And I think I lied about that once on an episode, which makes me think that you've done the same. Or you listened to me doing that and you're using it against me and you're trying to trick me. You mentioned New York and you said you'd, you'd like, you said, I've always wanted to go to New York. And I thought, you're implying you haven't been and maybe you have been and that was your lie. You talked about your work. See, I've got all these things. You talked about phoning being on the phone all the time, and you said, I speak to people all over the world. And I thought, maybe that's a lie. Maybe you only speak to people in the UK. And you talked about applying for Bake Off. I wondered if that was a lie. I'm, I'm, go- I'm just going to go with the first one when you said you follow all the contestants on Instagram. Was that your lie? No. However... <laughs> I will say, I probably don't follow all of them. I followed all the ones that have come up on the people you may know things. So that wasn't like a, that was more of a, um, a generalization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. Everyone who's popped up, I'm like, if I'm looking at my Instagram here now, I can see I've got uh, Evie, I can see uh, Charlotte, I've got Molly on there. Like, um, So yeah, so I can see on the stories. So yeah, I follow yes. all the ones I've come up across. So no, um, no, I've never been to New York and I will love to go. I had everything ready to go for 2020 uh, in relation to uh, work I, I said i said i speak to every, everyone around the uk f- but people from all over the world so people who yeah oh you did, you did. Who are from abroad and stuff no, okay my lie was is this tattoo doesn't have my dog's name on it <laughs> it's my daughter's name kelsey it's in dragon language from skyrim um, but it, Andy. it's my daughter's <laughs> name, Kelsey, not not my dog's name, Hodor, who he passed away a few months ago, unfortunately. But I was watching. I went, I've got my lie to the class. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's uh, it's you, not my dog's name. It's uh, oh, daughter's. You sneaky, sneak, very sneaky. <laughs> I, do you know you you showed me the tattoo, and I thought, oh, that says like, and then I thought, no, no. Andy wouldn't lie about Hodor. He wouldn't. Do, he wouldn't stoop so low. He would. He would. I, I'm just gonna leave. And you did. You betrayed me. Oh, you so. You would be a good traitor. I'm sure he wouldn't begrudge me that. He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Um, uh, do you have any guesses what my lie might have been? I don't know because the thing is, I, I I'll be honest with you, I've listened so intently to like everything and when i was watching the episode i thought right because i've I've had the luxury of being at the end of the series because last last i said last couple of series i've done this with you i've always been episode three episode three and episode four of the us and uk so right at the start especially at the beginning when this was just getting going i didn't have the you know thing so i I was listening so hard the only thing i've written down was that you said during the game or after the game, one of them said that Aubrey, that they, we thought it'd be funny if Aubrey was in the thing and 
that was the only thing I could think of. So I thought maybe they said someone else. I thought they said Diane, but you said imagine if it was Diane. I thought oh, maybe that's not the lie, but that's the only thing I could sort of think of. I can reveal that that was not my lie. <laughs> that, that that was true. The it was Evie and Molly, and they really did say imagine Aubrey was sitting inside. <laughs> It was so weird. I don't know why they thought Aubrey. I guess because he was the first one out. Um, yeah. So they they actually did say that. Um, so, but I'll have to reveal the truth. My so we've we've tricked each other. We've tricked each other, but we're also both bad faithful because we're not really good <laughs> at finding traitors. My lie was I was uh, talking. I was I was this was really sneaky as well because it was so teeny. We were talking about the sword and the stone and I said, oh, this is like a childhood game and you said, pop-up pirate. And I said, yeah, I love that game. I never had it, but other people did. And of course I had pop-up pirate. It was one of my favourites, so I, I did have that game. Do you know what the funny life. thing is? Is I was going to actually interject to that point because I, despite loving board games, that being one of the main games that a lot of kids had, I've never had it. So I just assumed, I went, oh, yeah, well, I've never had that either. Like, I had, I've got Kaplunk. I've had that twice, I think, now, and I love Kaplunk. <laughs> but yeah, I never had Pop-Up Pirate. So for me, when you said that, I was like, well, I knew the game, because obviously everyone knows Pop-Up Pirate, but I never, like, I just sort of like, yeah, oh, well done, that was good. There we go. We've both done a good job. We're both good liars. <laughs> so before we finish today, I've got a few uh, important things to mention. Uh, first of all, update on the BBC competition that you can play online for the traitors. It's all change again after tonight's episode. Someone new is in first place and it's not me. John B, well done to you. I sound so bitter when I say these. Uh, John B is now in first place in our mini competition for the trader. He has 2,250 points. Kevin McStrave, who was in first place, has, has fallen behind. He's uh, now in second. I'm in fourth place right now. Well, actually, I'm in joint third place. I've got 1,950 points. Rachel's dropped away down from second place, I think. Oh, no, Rachel's in joint third too. She's got the exact same. So uh, who knows? Who knows who's going to win? I hope that this the game also shows you your sort of overall ranking amongst everybody who's playing this. And I wonder if whoever becomes, whoever actually wins it and comes first. I'm number 327 on the whole leaderboard. Maybe they'll give a prize to the person that wins. Maybe you get to appear in the next season. Uh, one uh, Something else I haven't mentioned before is I always ask people to leave reviews and leave comments on your podcast platform. And I just discovered recently people have been leaving comments on Spotify on episodes of the podcast. I didn't realize this because it's not very easy to see them. So thank you to all the people who've been leaving little comments just saying sort of that uh, you know enjoy the podcast or leaving their thoughts about things happening in the show so i've been reading those they're really cool i have to read one specifically from peter collins he left this comment four days ago five days ago now because it's after midnight he said absolutely love the mariah references and the things gay people like crossover we never knew we needed but it has me obsessed thank you very much peter i hope that kevin hears that too we appreciate your reference and I, some listeners help me out. I think I can't respond to these. It looks like on Spotify, there's no function for me to reply like I could on YouTube or Instagram or something. Uh, so you can, you can leave comments on Spotify, but I can't answer them, which is a bit annoying. If anyone out there listening knows some way around this and that I'm wrong, please tell me. Um, 
what else do I need to remind you of? Oh, Traitors US episode five. The next episode of the podcast covering that will be out also within 24 hours, actually, of, of me recording this. And this time I am not going to be on that episode, but David Bloomberg is there filling in with, I said this last time, an extra special faithful guest. Big surprise. Uh, really, really cool guest to have on the podcast. So if you're watching Traitors US Series 2, listen out for that. A final thank you to another coffee.com supporter. Someone called MacGyver has sent a, a donation in, said, love the podcast, happy to support, stay faithful. Thank you, MacGyver. MacGyver's like a... Andy, is MacGyver's like an American TV character? Is he like a detective or a cop or something? Yeah, I think if I remember right, he used to be able to make like random things out of stuff so you could like escape a situation just using like a paper clip and elastic band or something like that, I mean, that was, like, <laughs> his thing i never watched him i mean he talks about it on the simpsons quite a lot so, <laughs> so i remember that yeah. one yeah it's it's a thing i hear about through pop culture like rep it gets referenced on like the simpsons or friends and but i don't actually know what macgyver is but MacGyver, whoever you are, I'm guessing maybe you're American. I might be wrong. Thank you so much. If you felt like joining MacGyver and putting in a wee donation to help me run the podcast, you could visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. The link will be in the episode description. And you could keep up to date with the podcast and traitors updates on social media. You can follow the podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at the Tradar Podcast or on X at the Tradar Pod. Or you could get in touch by email by sending me a message to the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. Andy, thank you so much for joining me for this fantastic episode. Uh, I hope you've had a good time. Yeah, I've had a brilliant time. I've absolutely loved it. It was worth uh, uh, powering through, my honest, for. I will actually say, just before we, we started recording, I told you that I wasn't wearing my hoodie because I had a temperature and it was cold. I'm absolutely yeah. freezing, but I need my hoodie off so I can show you my tattoo. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to, I can't, I didn't want to have to sort of do that because it would look too performative. <laughs> so. But no, it was really good. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to hopefully join you again for series three yeah, <laughs> or anything else. <clears throat> fantastic. Definitely have you back. And how devious of you to plan ahead that much for that lie. I, I was it. inspired by, I said, your first guest, I can't remember what her name was. And she said she actually fed you the lie. Lindsay right. planted the lie yeah. like days beforehand. Yeah. She really got me. Uh, you should have thought of the things I was planning, but that was the easiest one. So. I know. <laughs> Uh, Andy, I'll be very excited to hear your thoughts after tomorrow's big fight, big final. We'll see if if our predictions have come true. <laughs> Until next time, listeners, keep us on your radar. Mm-hmm.